watching prohibition fall down. Right, let's get into some grow talk, man. It's getting heavy, Scott. You got too much shit coming up. We got the DGC Cup. Somebody, get this. Just yesterday, I was sitting on a ski lift with my wife and kid. First chair up, and she's like, "Have you been working on those taxes?" It's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! It's horrible, horrible." Yeah, like, don't be bringing work into this, dude. I thought about it like three more times. I'm like, "Come on, now, look where we're at. What's going on? Follow the rules." And yes. then I proceeded to light up a bowl. Yes. Nice. Nice, dude. Way to be the yeah. dude. Nobody says anything anymore. It used to be I finally fully normalized because I was on the lift with my wife and my 15-year-old son. And I was on the end of the lift and just on the chair. And I just first run, sparked up and toked half my bowl. My wife still, even though my children know that she consumes cannabis, refuses to show any evidence of it in front of them. Like She will not touch the bowl, hit the joint. And my son just says nothing. He hasn't gotten involved yet. He knows uh, I'm there for him as far as knowledge goes and whatnot, but uh, it was it. It was good. It was good. Got to be token on the mountain, my friend. <laughs> uh, it's funny. Good stuff. All right, before the show official, DGC Cup at Gmail, man. Coming up, Scotty, April 18th, Saturday, 50 strains of flower, a great party. All right, wait, uh, how, how far away is that? Let's see. It's already, it's already March. I don't know. About a month and uh, seven, six days or so, a month and a week or so. Will we have a cure for the coronavirus by then, man? Oh, shit. I, we could go into it. We could go into it more. Have no fear, but I am so virused out, my friends, that yes, there'll be no effect on the DGC Cup. It is coronavirus free, Scotty. Guys, I was just at the airport a couple days ago. I took, I took a trip. And I was at a convention. The folks that are making the world go around, I will say, are continuing to work, continuing to get out there, and they're not living in fear. I saw maybe, like I said, five masks while I was out, and I'm hoping that those were people that were sick, or those are the small, small percentage. First off, the, the large percentage you see on TV, they would make you think it's a lot of people on TV, but it's only a small percentage that are really overreacting and buying into the hysteria. And those guys are buying all the uh, hand sanitizer and, yes. and, and masks. I'll sum it up in saying, thank God I don't watch much news, my friends. But the DGC Cup will be going on Saturday. Email me, Cup at Gmail. We'll send you the ticket link. As I was saying, there's going to be 50 growers competing for no, people's choice. People's choice. Everybody there is a judge. Everybody upon entry, you're going to get a lighter to toke with. Thanks, easier now. Some voting tokens. You get to go around and try as many as you can. We have professional bud tenders. Shout out Miss Mia Jane uh, for a great party night, as well as people slinging beans. Ethos is going to be there. Um, Irie Genetics is going to be there. Ocean Grown is going to be there, as well as uh, Royal Gold Soil. So there's going to be some grower supply there. Uh, we're going to have Pulse Grow there. It's a great party. Uh, go to DGC Cup or dudegrows.com forward slash DGC Cup to see a video of last year's event. If you haven't, it's a great summary of how it goes down. And hook it up, DGC Cup at Gmail, and I'll get you the link for tickets. All right. All right. Business as usual, right? Show rundown. I'll send you a comp one, Scotty. Oh, uh, This you, is <laughs> today's show rundown. we got a stinky bowl of tropical fruit dank by Dr. Doc Brown's Green Thumb. Yeah. As well as Killing Clones, no, by Bud Roro. <laughs> I kind of dig on that, Bud Roro. Uh, what are these by Grosif? Dude, they've got some good names. Good stuff. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Perpetual Auto Flowers and Humidity by Silver Skunk. I do like this. this is good. Grow talk on Perpetual. We've done, but this is involving Perpetual Auto. 
And then lastly, what's going on in Hargroves? Ah, oh, stuff and things, dude. Stuff and things. Stuff and things. There's a lot of stuff and things going on. Dogrows.com forward slash support. Making this show happen. You producers, you DGC members out there, go to dogrows.com forward slash support. We just hooked up eight eight ounces. If you guys are over on Patreon, you'll get notified via that messaging system, as well as we have an HLG 225, a horticulture lighting group direct 315 replacement on hands. We got to figure out something creative with that, Scotty. That's a big one. That's a really nice light. I actually have one over my mother's and they are thriving. <laughs> my Mac cut is growing, albeit the thing is fairly slow. I'll, I'll say that, but everything's just loving that light. Yeah. And you guys also have been working on ways to get the help with the show. Everybody that's supporting us, I'm in Patreon every day checking messages. Feel free, especially if you guys get some Grow Talk questions up, send me the link right over there. I'll definitely consider it. We want to support you if you're supporting this show. Uh, 30% off recharge and free seeds from Seeds Here Now. The newsletter just went out last week. If you missed it, check your spam folders, check your junk mail, whatever, but it has all the deals in the <laughs> newsletter. Yeah, and you know, you will get early access to some of our best content. We are just, we actually uh, are discussing to flush or not to flush, and we're all kind of getting into it. We talked to RX Green Solutions this morning that offered to come on in, uh, bring their scientist in and do an interview. So uh, things like that. Look out for those on Patreon. Of course, it goes out to everybody, but the patrons, you get it first. We appreciate your comments and yeah, help us produce the next show the next Yo, piece some producers out here i got nico buds mr lee og purple thumb anytime there's a purple thumb it is not good and hammer related yeah i'll take uh, some purple smoke yo oh as well as uh, don the grower here i agree with the old guys i'm in my 40s and i haven't had a flu shot in 25 years and i haven't had the flu in 20 years just take cannabis oil Rick Simpson oil and smoke cannabis every day. How do you like that science guru? Uh, I'm not, I am not a flu shot guy though. Uh-uh. Flu shots save lives. Don't trust it, man. Can't I guess we can uh, officially recommend medical advice, but anecdotally speaking, Don the grower saying cannabis has been working for him. No flu for 20 years. And he's so he agrees with the old guys, Scotty. I guess that's me and you. I really take offense <laughs> to the old guys being in their forties. Holy shit, man. I'm I, think, I think this guy hasn't gotten the flu because he's a home grower and he chills at his house a lot and self quarantines. <laughs> self quarantines. That's what the grower should have no problem with, with this whole Corona oh, thing. Going the growers on. will survive. All right. We will be here at the end. We will, we will, yeah, we will be thriving. Yeah, I cannot leave my house for 70 days. No problem, man. It's called security. And if you guys have gone over to dogrows.com forward slash support, you can't make it happen. We totally understand. Scotty Howells, can you help support the show? Uh, you can absolutely comment. You can like. You can subscribe on YouTube. And I do appreciate the comments. They kind of they ebb and flow as far as sometimes I go over there and, and really enjoy them. And if I just get one... One that sticks in McCraw, dude. That'll, that'll, that'll mess me up for a few hours. So. Or another way you can support the show is enter our contest for like the, the 225-watt HLG that's a 315 replacement. Yeah. Enter those, and you get more entries into that contest the more people you share it with, too. Up to like 10. Details to come on that. We have, Not we have to- bad. Not bad. Or just tell your friends. Tell your friends. Anyone yes. that likes to grow, anybody that uh, supports the cannabis movement. That's all I'll say. All right, who is growing some dank here? This is a stinky bowl of tropical fruit dank by Doc Brown's Green Thumb. Wowie, wowie zowie is all I got to say. That is beautiful. Ooh, nice. It says, this is a beautiful 
flower, or this beautiful flower is Trichome Jungles. L what is this? Lilt? Lilt? Bred by Banana Man? Is that L-I-L-L-T? You hit it, man. Oh. All right, Lilt. Bred by a Banana Man. She is, smells of a sweet bowl of exotic tropical fruit. She is easily the stinkiest plant in the uh, tent. In fact, she was one of the top two stinkiest plants I've ever grown. I've never smelled anything like her. I kept going into the tent to catch a whiff of her beyond exotic terps. I've done that before, especially certain times in flowers. Uh, flowering, when you know that smell of flowers like month in versus, you know, six weeks in versus it's changing. Uh, so enjoying them throughout and the changing terp aromas is very enjoyable. Uh, it says, I was thinking it's mango, pineapple, some sort of citrus, maybe a little strawberry and papaya mixed in. Couldn't pinpoint it, but I knew I wanted to dig in. Banana Man is known as an artist of terps. Wait, wait, wait. Artist of terps. I like that. I like that. You like terp that? Artist. Sure. It says, and this plant does not fail to deliver. In fact, there are two plants of a pack of five seeds with beautifully intoxicating terp profile and structure that demonstrated his commitment to breeding quality genetics. She was grown in organic soil using BioLive dry fertilizer water, recharge, and coconut water with aloe foliar sprays. Can we back up into that? Give us the benefits. Coconut water watered in and aloe foliar sprays. I know the coconut's like the fastest or biggest seed, whatever, but what are these advantages of using these on a plant? I don't know. I wonder what the advantage of aloe yeah. is. You got a guru? Uh, aloe is salicylic acid. Oh, that's okay. like a that's so like aspirin, willow trees, rooting hormone, uh, rooting hormone, and just uh, beneficial for the plant's health too. Mm, very interesting. Definitely, we've covered on the show people rooting, uh, dipping their cuts into like just breaking, which is I I'm totally down with taking part of an aloe plant and breaking it off. You get that little bit of that juice. It's just like your cloning gel. Hook it up and go on in there. I've, I've tons of success with that. Yeah, but you know uh, what, man? Cloning gel lasts a long time. You can get a bottle of it, keep it in the fridge. It'll last for years. You can use a cap full. Like literally, I would get like a two liter bottle cap, pour some in there, tilt it on its side a little bit. You can use so little of it. It's a decent investment of 30 bucks, man. It is. I dig. I dig. Keep it in the fridge. I just got one too, actually. So I should probably, it's like about a half ounce of gel. I should put it in the fridge. Yeah, I think so. Everything's a little better in the fridge. It goes, uh, I have a few of his varieties in the fridge ready to pop. Check them out on the podcast. What up? You guys haven't heard the podcast, another great podcast. Um, mainly he interviews breeders over there, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny. It's like they, you know, people sometimes think there's a uh, competition between cannabis podcasts. Absolutely not. We all do a serve a different niche, I'll say. And I'll be damned. He does a great job with breeders. Jordan, we've actually met him a few times, does a great job with breeders. He does his research big time. He'll talk, he'll do like a Joe Rogan style, two and a half, three hour episode with, with the breeder. It's very cool. Hell yeah. Well, let's get into Grow Talk Official. These questions are pulled from dudegrows.com. Right on the homepage, you can go to Grower Questions and submit your own and become part of the community. A lot of people helping out. Thanks to everybody in the comments. Please know we could not do that without your help to create such an interactive growing community. It's been sweet. Question one here, killing clones by Bud Roro. Oh man, killing's such an ugly word, isn't it? All right, he goes, what's up crew? I took some cuttings as I was pruning earlier veg plants and they're all wilting i know scissors razors and anything in contact with the cut should be sterile and as clean as possible check i was trying to keep the two inch rockwell cube moist but not soaking and i have them in a dome with perlite 
in a veg tent. He's got around 85% humidity and 80 degrees. So let's hit that. But his, his temps there aren't bad. Um, 85% humidity, 80 degrees in a clone dome. That's cozy. That's good, right? Uh, you know what? I never check. I just make sure that there's moisture on the top of my humidity dome. And that's a hell of a lot of humidity to do that. I've had issues on and off because he said he took his cuts and they started wilting. Sometimes that's happened to me and I'm patient and they bounce back up because I they realize, hey, they literally just got cut off right. the plant. They have no roots. But quick. Uh, within, within a couple hours, they should be standing up. But he said he was trying to keep the rock wool cube moist, but not soaking wet. When I took cuts with wrapped rock, rock wool cubes, I would let them soak in like a, a, a Tupperware of, uh, you know, pH water sure. and wellness and cloning solution completely saturated. They're going to take up as much moisture as they can for the first time I put cuts in. So maybe that's his issue here for the wilting, Scotty. I, there's no just like I just took um, Jiffy pellets. I completely soak them. When you first take your cuts, you want them to go in just saturated media, in my opinion. Um, yeah, but you don't want them point. sitting and standing. You don't want them standing in water uh, because no. that, won't, that won't let the, the plant breathe. It won't let the cut breathe. And you want to adjust as time goes on. You're not always going to have saturated media. Let it dry a little. Give it a little more. But the first time you take, take cuts, I'm going into media that's completely saturated. Um, What's the key here, okay. though, man? What the key is... You need moisture on the top of your dome. I don't know. I can't measure what I don't don't have a humidistat for that. Or the plant is unable to pull. It doesn't have roots when it's a cut. So it's unable to pull up moisture through its roots. It needs to get it from somewhere. Otherwise, it'll wilt. So it needs to have that humidity in the dome. And it also and the heat to keep some biological activity going on. Yep. Bottom heat helps a lot as far as this little heat mat. And then it needs the right amount of light. I've definitely let my clones wilt because I've used too weak of light. Uh, I find that having a light almost right on top of the dome, a couple inches on top of the dome, really helps with uh, getting humidity, humidity on the top of the dome and just getting uh, uh, the clones to stand up. All right, he goes on to say, since they were cut small, less than five inches, or three a node top of says or a three node top of a six node early veg plant. That's that's not small, issue? man. That's not small. No, I think that's fine. I've taken cuts smaller than that just because it's the only material I had to work with. But no, you're doing all right there. I think that's an ideal size cut for me, typically what I'm going on. Um, he goes, also out of frustration, I, look, I looked up air layering. Is, a, is it a common propagation, or it is a, prominent, a common propagation method for other types of plants, but I haven't heard it being used too much in the cannabis community. Any information on this? I've actually done this with bamboo, which they call maracotting or air layering. There's a bunch of different ways to do it, but what I would do is the, the easy way. You hack a hunk of bamboo off about halfway uh, from its mother. Uh, you'd lay it down in the dirt, and then you would just cover it. You'd actually cover the nodes with dirt. And sure enough, after a few, you know, a Six, eight weeks, you'd see a new little sprout coming from the node, and that would eventually be a plant that you could separate. Or one of the, the least stressful ways in talking about air layering, you can clone a plant uh, or a soft body plant is uh, like actual air layering where you take a like clump of soil, score a node on the plant where you want to make an incision at, right? Um, wrap it like with saran wrap and moist soil around that with some rooting hormone on the, the site that you scored. Um, and let that sit for like two weeks wrapped up in the saran wrap. And then after you can see roots in it, 
you can just go underneath it and cut and just directly transplant that. So it, it roots while it's still on the plant right? and doesn't deal with not being able to get moisture from roots because it's still connected uh, to that vascular system. Um, it's a very low stress way to clone your plants. And then even like tomatoes, um, all the little hairs that grow on the stem of a tomato can very easily be turned to roots. Like natural tomatoes, if they don't have any caging or stakes, uh, it just grows along the ground and roots itself to the ground at multiple different points. I'll tell you, yeah, that's how... Uh, I was just going to say, in answer to the question, no, it's not a really... Com- we use it in bamboo because bamboo is hard to root. It uh, sends some hormones over, some rooting hormones from the broken stem saying, oh my God, I'm broke. Fucking, let's root out anything. But it's not common in cannabis because cannabis is so fast to clone. Once you get your technique up and your environment up, you can make you know 40 clones or 25 clones in a single chamber in 10 days. Yeah, the so. air layer is a lot more useful for plants that are uh, harder to take cuts of. Um, or, or did it take it, a longer time? It takes a longer time or especially ones with like waxy leaves. Um, those, those sometimes are a lot easier to, uh, propagate air layering than cutting it off and then trying to, trying to do that. Waxy is a pretty tell cool you the word, isn't the, it? Man, waxy. La Serra de Malta. It's the wax I think that's weed. how the blackberry takes over around here. My God, the blackberry bush just it just keeps shooting out and rooting and shooting out and rooting and shooting out and rooting. And I mean, I like blackberries. I'm down, but you like it's thorns? Yeah, you like bears? Yeah, fuck that, man. Fuck blackberries, man. That's what they have a store for. Okay. Oh, I forgot about that. You're right. I'm like mad at blackberries now. All right, I got a comment here from Prospect. I've been asking some peeps over on Patreon when we were hooking some people up with Optic Foliar. Why do you guys grow? You know, why do you grow your own? Give me some. I knew it would create some great comments. So we pulled this one. This is Prospect. It says, I grow my own because in Prohibition land, the only way to get to get is through a shithead young dealer that sprays the weed with water so it has more weight and gives you 25 gram ounces. I'm too old to put Come up with on, that stop. bullshit. Who's done with that? Everyone's dealt with that, right? The fucking what, just your ounce being light? Bags that don't weigh, that you're freaking soaking wet, and you're like, you're lucky that I love weed. <laughs> yeah, you're lucky that I'm out of weed right now. Prospect says, I'm too old to put up with bullshit from dealer wankers. <laughs> so wankers. I decided to grow my own. I Wait, continue what's a to do it because I found it something I really enjoy. There's no better feeling than doing something to the plant and seeing a positive result. It has a buzz all its own. I totally agree with that, man. I felt that this last round, you see my struggle with my plants, when you're working with it and trying to get it better, and then you start to see a new set of leaves come out looking right, you're like, ah, that is a buzz all of its own. So <laughs> It is great. That Mac cut started rooting out for me, and I was like on cloud nine. I was like, yes, I see a root. I'm texting my friends, you know? Hey, but real quick, if we could, I just wanted to tell you, I'm smoking something different. This is the Tanazi freeze-dried weed, and it is different. It smokes in a joint very differently. And Guru, you say it smells different, huh? It, it definitely has a, a different smell. And uh, when it smokes in a joint, too, I've noticed with that freeze-dried weed, is you get a lot more flavor further on in the joints. That's the truth. Yep. Yeah, Agreed. except I heard him say, literally, he lost half of his weight. Oh, more than. I think he normally would have like six units and was down to one unit. Well, I mean, let's. We how much do you lose from wet to dry anyway? Eighty percent. Eighty percent ish. But I think in the whole freeze drying process, and I think some people have had this tested. There is no water content left in that weed. 
Gotcha. It doesn't make it a drier smoke on the lungs or anything? No, it tastes mm. great, but... No, because all the terpenes are still preserved. It's not that easy. To, it's not like it's something that just smokes and, you know, stays lit or whatever. It's freaking... Shit's thick, man. It's thick. If you want to get into that game, how much is a freeze dryer? Like a smaller one. 2500 $2, bucks starting. I can see the preventative. See, measure. you would get one with your whole neighborhood, dude. I can see the barrier to entry. Oh, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Network between four growers or so because you don't need it to run all the time. You're not harvesting all the time. Good point. Yeah, you, don't, you, you know, also like, don't want to move it, though, because it has a condenser. And then <laughs> if you tilt it just a little bit, you can fuck it up. Your three grower friends, you schedule them out once a week. So once a week, somebody's bringing in like six garbage bags full of fucking mystery. <laughs> see what the neighbors right. say. We got another grow talk question here Good titled... Dude. What are these by Grosseth? <laughs> this was so funny because we looked at this and it's just a picture of a bug. You can't really see it exactly. And I immediately go negative. Anytime I see a bug crawling around, I'm like, it's a root aphid. And right, I, this, yeah, here, hit it. <laughs> you gotta go check out the video show for this picture. He goes, hey guys, first grow here. Got my room all set up to the tits just to get some buggy clones. I thought it was minor fungus gnat problem, but then I saw these guys crawling all through the soil. My question is, what are these? I'm thinking root aphids, just like Scotty goes right there. And how do I get rid of them during week four of flower, if at all possible? Plant looks good, aside from being a little brighter green and taking longer to flower, but it's a haze. I'm just worried these little things are going to go crazy before I finish her out. They haven't left the soil and nothing's been flying around. I think that's a good sign. Nothing's been flying around. Um, any help would be much appreciated. We're looking at it real small. I don't know what the scale of this is. It's like a, smaller than a quarter of a piece of perlite. It's teeny tiny, and the the you know the picture of it really isn't great. What I wanted to just before we even start, I seen yeah. something like this, and I I wanted to see if it was a fungus gnat. I had a fungus gnat flying around, and I just wanted to take a so I took a picture of it with my camera and used Google Lens, and Google Lens kind of identifies the picture. I don't know how fucking crazy tech, but we'll show you other bugs very similar to it, and you can compare them. So I was able to find out it was a fungus gnat, and uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a really cool tool, though. This is most definitely not a fungus gnat. Uh, also, not a fungus gnat. Fungus gnats are little worms. Um, a little hard to tell from this picture because it's zoomed out a little bit and not like an up close of this. But uh, I am ninety eight percent sure this is a hypoaspis miles predatory mite. See, I'm. I would just. I'm so negative. I'm like, dude, it's root aphid. I see that ass on it, man. Uh, but see, uh, the, that's that's actually the part of this that I'm identifying this from. A root aphid is going to have a uh, pointed abdomen um, coming off the end of it and tailpipes. Uh, this has a rounded abdomen, just like a hypoaspis miles, right. and it's right around the same size, too. Line them up ass to ass, man. Watch. <laughs> I'm going to go with what Soup said. He goes, definitely not a fungus gnat. Looks like probably beneficial soil mites, such as Guru is just saying, but makes a better point. We forget sometimes all the knowledge we've done on the show. Uh, he has a link here called dudegrows.com forward slash soil predator pest control. And it's a plethora of information with videos. And he goes, go check out the second and third video <laughs> and see if they look similar. Um, also remind people when you go to dudegrows.com, use that search bar in the upper right. You can find all kinds of great posts that we have gone through and sometimes you know been repetitive on questions. Uh, but yeah, that's a good – lastly, like Scotty's – some people get too afraid too quick and then they go like too nuclear and they do more damage to their soil and their rhizosphere than if they took the time to figure it out. One thing if his plants are looking like total shit too, 
like you kind of can, or, you know, stress in like root aphids, root aphids put that stress on plants. Right. Can make them look nitrogen deficient or whatever, but. Um, good on the comments. Thanks, Soup the Gardener. Hey, if you take a look, I was just kind of doing some investigation about this. And I found something from Big Buds Magazine. It says, okay. uh, it says small but spiteful, meet the root aphid, possibly the greatest threat to cannabis. And this is just about how to identify root aphids in your garden. Uh, it's got a huge picture of one. And I don't know. I, I'm used to seeing tailpipes on aphids too, but I don't see one on this. These, what, Phylloxera is what they are? They suck, man. It literally, I mean, it, we have uh, the wine industry to thank for this uh, because they sprayed the kitchen sink of pesticides on this for years and it eventually just got resistant to everything. Probably made that. And we got the beer industry to blame for coronavirus. It's bullshit, man. So you you've had a little time that. in the restaurant industry. Do you ever order anything at a restaurant on the menu? Like if it's a part-time thing called like the kitchen sink. I've heard, heard that used in different things. Yeah. Uh, like Only the, at an like, ice cream place. Like the kitchen sink burger or a rail drink from a restaurant. It sounds like everything left over that needs to be used. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Give me 40 scoops of ice cream in the kitchen sink. I want it served in the kitchen sink, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got a grow hack here. Grow hack in from Cannabis Maximus. <laughs> yeah, by the way, these grow hacks are awesome. I love the ones about the not poking your eye out, which is one of these. We had marshmallows. Yeah, titled, Let's see what else. True Sight Savers. First time commenting, so please forgive me. <laughs> Thank you for commenting. Appreciate yes. it. Although using marshmallows on your stalks gives you a virtual or a visual clue. And he's talking about putting marshmallows at the end of bamboo sticks in the grow room. I have been hit fucking hard by those one time. I don't know how I still have my eyes. I have been hit so close, a centimeter away. Try getting See how some... I did centimeter for you so you know what it was, dude? <laughs> yes, thank you for the other. Uh, <laughs> not the imperial. Is there other two systems, imperial and what? Non-imperial? Uh, and metric, sir. Metric. There we go. Yes, the um, metric's the one that actually makes sense mathematically. The other one's the one that like is the measurement between the king's uh, nose <laughs> and his middle finger or something, his index finger. So he goes, try getting some solid old golf balls. Drill a bit close to the diameter. Get a drill bit that's close to the diameter of your stakes, of so your bamboo, whichever ones you got. Put tape on the end a bit, about one inch from the top of the tip. Drill into the center of the golf ball, up to the tape, and then slide one onto each stake. I kind of dig this. That's not, uh, not a bad idea if you got a bunch of golf balls. If you're near a top, you can put a drop of glue to hold it on if you don't get a tight fit. Also, since the dude has moved to the Great White North, where cannabis is legal everywhere, and a citizen now, don't you think Parliament should consider changing the country's name and spelling it with a double N up there? Cannabis. Na see, see, it took me a second here, but see, cannabis, the double S, Canada. Get right. jokes. It's much more appropriate. You can do it, dude. All right. It's the great. I love it when people say great white north. I mean, most of the country is pretty great white this time of year, but I'm, I'm in the California of Canada. Okay. Just think it called me. How is it in the California of Canada? All right. And you got to take off to the great white north, brother, because it's lower. a beauty when you do. I'm in the lower mainland, bro. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to uh, another grow talk question here. Yes, sir. This is and grow hacks, guys. That's on the homepage under uh, growing, and you'll see uh, grower. You'll see actually grow hacks, grower hacks under there. Love to get those in. Uh, my dad was always come up with little hacks through life. It just reminds me of the creativity growers will do. 
All right. What you laughing at? Oh, the political correct world. You can't even say what you called your dad's hacks these days, can you? Oh, uh, whatever. All right. Question three, perpetual auto flowers and humidity by Silver Skunk. All right. This is a good one. It is. It is. Hi, DDC. I got a three by three tent with a no-till bed set up inside. I can usually fit four autos in it. Okay, let me, before I have my question, well, I'll keep going. I can usually fit four autos in at a time. If I plant a seed every first of the month in a new corner of my bed, would I be able to have plants of all sizes living happily in the same conditions? From what I understand, plants and flower like different humidity than plants in veg or even new sprouts. By the way, loving the recharge, or should I say my plants love recharge and all the beans they bring, or all the bennies, bennies they bring to the soil. Thank Aww. you. Thanks, man. Thanks for that shout out. Appreciate it. Uh, th- I don't- yeah, this is a pretty, pretty cool question. I see what he's doing here. I'm a perpetual harvest guy. I have a veg, but he does not. So I don't think I'm opposed to this, or at least I would certainly try it. I think just staggering them uh, once a month, I think you'd be able to harvest something new and fresh once a month. And But how do you set up your environment, I yeah, think is what he asked me. In the for- middle. I, I have a veg right now. It's super humid in there. I have everything vegging. And sure, things grow awesome when it's really humid. Things veg awesome. You try that same thing in flowering and you're going to get, you know, molds and stuff like that because you can't keep it that high humidity. But to keep it at 55, 65%, between 55 and 65, I would think, I think it'd be all right. I keep my humidity pretty high in flowering. I've been learning more, as I say, we learn on the show in public with the VPD chart. And I was surprised how high I've been keeping it. I still... Drop it at the end, call it bro science or whatever. But as far as his question, he's Wait, that's a hard not time. that's not bro science at all. That's uh, what's recommended with with VPDs is that you uh, lower your VPD as you get through flower. Right on. Learn more with a little coming up. You'll learn more. I was here. Let me talk about his no till bed. He's going to have a lighting problem. Um, when I have plants of different sizes, uh, let's say he's you know if he's going to start one seed and then what two or three weeks later he's going to have one plant potentially shading the other plant and taking away and since he's in a no-till bed you can't solve it like you would in a garden without that where i would just make a stand for it maybe i'll make that plant sit up on some nursery pots so it's at the same height it needs to be to receive the proper light you can't adjust the height of plants in a no-till bed and you're going to have one big one that went in over here first and then the one that went in the third one that went in over here so you're gonna have all different heights and i don't like that for uh you know light penetration at canopy unless you can move your plants around you can pull it off if you're not in a no-till bed by having different size plant stands huh yeah i see what you're saying i see what i'm doing is i'm vegging mine till they're decent size and then i'm throwing them in so even though flowering it might be a bit bigger there's still these nice three gals by the time they go into the bed and yeah, you are right from seed. Man, that's going to take a long time to beef up. And then, yeah, they're going to be tiny. You're right. And perpetual is one reason why I haven't. Not that you can't have a perpetual grow chugging along and turning out good bud. I think it could turn out some better bud because you can't adjust. The environment for me is different towards the end of flowering than it is at the beginning. Sure. Perpetually, you got to maintain somewhat of the same well, the same environment. So yeah. I, that's where I give perpetual um a negative point or a positive point. It has both. You know what? Soup has a, some pretty good, <laughs> imagine that he's not for auto flowers and he does have a good point. It's always the same point is control your veg. 
So if you've got four, you know, if you can put four plants in there or four autos in there, or I'm sorry, not four autos rather, but four photo periods and one grows much faster. Say you've got a Mac cut and uh, you have to pull, you know, hold everything back. If you've got four plants in there, I realize it's not perpetual, but you can hold the plants back in veg, keep on cutting your wedding cake back till the Mac catches up and then have a nice full canopy and a full harvest and be able to change your environment through the tent. A three by three tent isn't huge. So it's probably easy to change the temperature and humidity in there. Yeah, I agree. Hopefully that helped out there. Cannabis. No, that wasn't Cannabis Maximus. That's just stuck in my head from Microhack. But Silver Skunk, uh, let us know how it goes. Uh, I think there's adjustments you can do, but uh, that should give you some decision-making process. And, and I just want to talk about something. In the comments, there was something about, oh, they're autos, so they, they don't really need to, or they're not going to care much about VPD or the vapor pressure deficit. Uh, Why wouldn't they? That's what that's my point is any plant is going to give a shit about how how much water pressure is on it. And this plant's full of water. If it can have just the right amount of, of I guess you'd call it negative pressure where the water is able to escape, it causes this kind of this the it causes water to be sucked up from the roots faster and you get way better plant growth. So every plant cares about VPD. Now, and just to end it, if you are, you know, and stay tuned for pulse. Pulse Growth, great supporter of the show. We're going to get some more info. They, they love to talk VPD talk. I kind of poo-pooed on it back in the day. If you listen to the episodes, I'd be like, stop saying that word, okay? I just keep my humidity here. And if you're not following that number right like right on point, you, you can still turn out good bud. Don't be like, oh, I can't sure. get the right VPD. I've seen people, especially in Colorado, struggle sometimes to get the humidity up in the grow, but they still churn out some good bud. We're talking the most ideal points, though, well, to get the best water you can. Could you, could and plant health. Could you run well with a tracksuit on? <laughs> I mean, does it, I don't. It's I, not, I, you know, you, you're not going to sweat. You're, you're eventually going to be soaked in sweat and it's not going to be the best thing, but you could perform. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Or, but if you're in that Lycra stuff where the moisture wicks away, uh, put it, that's what marathon runners wear. They do it uh, for a reason. Good analogies, Scotty. I think I forgot that uh, I hadn't changed my spark plugs in like three years. And dear God, that was a big difference. You know, I could run before, but now I can really run. See, I got the 200,000 mile ones. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> deferred, deferred maintenance program. Now that you have an electric vehicle, it's easier to have a deferred maintenance program, my friend. Yeah, you just pretend there is none. All right. So I wanted to remind you growers out there in case you've missed it. I've been reminding you uh, over on YouTube. There's a great video here uh, with Mike from Royal Gold and Scotty. You guys were talking cation exchange, cocoa, cocoa core buffering. Yes. Nutrient availability. And what else? What's the damn word that I'm mentally blocking um, the, the soil structure. Yes, cellulose versus lignin. And that was something that I learned about. Cocoa is lignin-based. Uh, peat is cellulose-based. And the way that they break down, it, it's a, important the way that they break down and they uh, have aeration in them as they break down. And uh, the lignin is the one that I prefer. And that's, that's what I use when I'm using cocoa core. That's why I'm a cocoa guy. Yeah, tune into that, guys. It was just last week right on the YouTube channel. It was his own episode uh, titled Cation Exchange, Cocoa Core Buffering, and Nutrient Availability. You will find it thanks to Royal Gold, which will also be hanging out at the DGC Cup if you want to learn some more science in person about your soils. All right. What you got? I was just thinking how cool a guy Mike was. You know, we're talking about the supporters that we have from the show. And, man, he's an asset. Very cool. Glad to know him. 
let's talk about what's going on in our gross. Yeah, sounds good, man. Sounds good. What do you got? Uh, I got yeah. I'm playing around. First off, gelato. Somebody was nice enough. Warehouse Kyle was nice enough to bring me a couple gelat four gelatos today. So cuts. Uh, you know, he called them cuts and he goes, they don't look that good. And I was like, fuck, I'm getting ready for like the unrooted freaking Mac cut. You know what I mean? Like, and it, by the way, they're huge. They're like one gallons that are like 12 inches tall, just got cut back. Okay. So funny how a lot of people look at a plant that has the heart cut out of it. You know, like that's just topped, you know, right? The apical Murray stem is just cut off, maybe a little bit low. And they're like, oh, these are ruined. And I'm like, dude, watch this. <laughs> you know, I mean, watch me veg this into something unrecognizable, sir. But um, so I'm just trying to fit those in. But I do want to go perpetual. I pulled out. I had like three quarters of the room planted. I pulled them out. I put them in one gallons. And I really want to work this. I, I want to see if it works. I just told somebody else about how much of a pain in the ass per, per, perpetual is. But that's the fun of growing. You know, you try a bunch of different things. Uh, so I do want to see if I can bump up one gallons to three gallons and then into the beds and do it every two weeks and harvest every eight okay. weeks. Be a fun project to try. It's not that you just said how much of a pain in the ass. I mean, it's a yin and yang. You know, it's a, there's bonuses both ways. Perpetual, you don't have this huge harvest all at once. We've got to listen to podcasts for three days straight and shit. So that's always nice. Ah, that's funny you say that. You're so right. I ran out of podcasts. I went back to Rogan. Rogan's good, by the way. You ebb and you <laughs> flow with things, okay? All right, all right. I'm going to go tell you about Magro here, the 2x4 tent. I took clones. I cloned. I ended up, which I believe I said on the show, I have having four females show, show their sex, push out the pistols, uh, right and veg. I think they did that when they be started to become like, not root bound. <laughs> in the on, is that a t-shirt? It should say, show your sex and then push out your pistols on the back. I like it. Not I like bad, it. right? Uh, some some genetics more than others will do that, and they did that for me in veg, which is great. Really easy to see which one was the ladies. So I cloned them. I labeled each plant A, B, C, D. Took clones, labeled them A, B, C, D. Um, also, top ladies down. Tried to get them. I'm trying to hold them up right now. I uh, tried to shape them down as much as I could because they're still in one gals and they're screaming being three gals and you know me sometimes are growers i'm like oh shit i have no three gallon radical bags so i got those like on a quick order so i'm like i need to hold them up i think we were just talking a minute earlier about holding plants up and how perpetual it can be an issue i have three of the core 85 rapid led bars i was like why don't you just turn one of these off dude two of them is recommended for a two by four tent to veg with why because lights the blue. energy dude lights the energy man so i turned off one of those canopy didn't complain at all it just kind of chilled a little but they still looked real happy um it, these stalks are like at least pinky size in these one gals because you know they've been in here so long right. since that initial stress been talking on the show for a few months now but i got to get them to bloom but i got to get them in some three gals first and i don't want to put them in anything else other than some radical bags for the performance you guys know we dig on Radical Bags at Garden Gear Supply. You can use coupon code DUDE over there and learn all about their benefits, the air pruning, um, the aeration to the root zone. Uh, you can reuse these over and over and over. Don't get that salt leaching crap like you do on fabric bags on the side. Super easy to wash off. So go to GardenGearSupply.com. More info over there. Uh, coupon code DUDE. We'll hook you up on those. Yeah. What else in my grow? I know it's going to get hotter. I'm trying to plan ahead for that right now. I'm like, shit, I'm going to still need to bloom for two months. And we're going to be getting into May almost, uh, as well as the stink. I don't have any air filtration. 
Um, I don't know who to go with, man. I know AC Infinity uh, was getting into carbon filters. I, I'm trying to vote with my dollars and not get the can fan, Scotty, but it's Damn. good shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough, man. Some things are a necessary evil, I'll say. You think this is a really evil can fans is? Why? Because they're part of Hawthorne Group, which is part of Miracle Grow, which is owned by Scotts, which is owned by Monsanto. I'll just go with my gut and say they, they put some people out of work in BC here. How about that? Okay. I'm asking, brother. I'm asking. Without going into the politics of it. Uh, but I'll be able to figure that out. As we said earlier in the show, uh, we are giving away an HLG 225. Stay tuned for those details. I want to figure that out and do it right because that's a pretty big giveaway. Uh, and we will let you know on that. That's going to be up for the people supporting the show. Um, and what else do we got? Oh, a door prize. You guys want seeds? Seeds are on dudegrows.com. This month we're getting this month. Shit, this week we have four different packs of seeds we're giving away. This We got uh, Cinderella, double X right now, feminized from Brothers Grimm. Uh, next week, if I think I got this right, will be Envy Genetics. I believe the week after that, it's going to be Irie again. And uh, man, I can't remember the fourth week. But the point being is we have quality genetics. Anybody can win these on the homepage at dogrows.com. Just enter your email to win and social share, please, to increase your chances. And that's another way to support the show, man. Spread the word. All right. Good show, my growers. Don't forget, check it out. If you had a good time, if your flowers got a little fatter, coupon code Dude will help them even more with Real Growers Recharge, another way to support the show. And don't forget dudegrows.com forward slash support to help make this happen. Become a producer. So let's shout out to some of those at Scotty. Who you got? I got Wiki Genetics. Okay. Shout out to Oklahoma and Nina Pokey. Yuki. Yuki. Oh, Yuki Pokey. Okay. Steve Borowski and Ronnie Graves, 198. I got Maritime Grower. Are you going on a boat, bro? And Lone Star. Chip the Gardener. Yeah. And uh, looking forward to hanging in Jigawatt. Jigawatt. Uh-huh. I got Mother Tree Greenhouse. And yes, I'm high. Heart <laughs> peace out. My friends, they hire. Over to dogrows.com. Use the search bar. You'll find some good times for your plans. Don't forget, no matter what happens, take her easy. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss says is to take a little break, that means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the good boss on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed In my toolbox there's a bomb Some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do They shake their heads at natural medicine Go ahead and try something new It's just weed It's just weed I like to keep the good vibes on It's just weed It's just weed Get away!